Hello everyone and welcome to Ginger Prime and this is Epic Loot Radio. We're going to sit down and do a one-on-one -on -one with Joker aka Darkseid Royalty aka the man himself. Got to be going over a lot of different questions. We actually sat down last week with Mr. Happy, kind of went through the Final Fantasy 14 side of things. I'm also going to be talking about Final Fantasy 14, Destiny, video games in general. Uh, what is an MMO, MMO Lite? We got a couple questions to kind of get our Ooh. way through. Yeah, like this is going to be a fun topic. So thank you so much, uh, Joker, for taking the time out of your day. You you're, must be a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, uh, person has opinions. They should absolutely post those online. Um, right? yeah. why, don't, on? why don't you jump in here at the start of the show uh, and kind of give a brief introduction to yourself as to the content you make? Uh, obviously, the questions that I have is, will you go a multi-channel approach? Do you plan on covering Final Fantasy fourteen as you've dove into that game as yeah. well. Uh, well am I going to see the same kind of salt and butt jokers uh, you know, <laughs> when uh, when Final Fantasy fourteen content starts rolling out? Why don't, you, why don't you just take a moment and introduce yourself to those who don't All know you. All right. So I am Darkside Royalty. Used to be Darkside Royalty lore. Now it's just Darkside Royalty. Um, I cover Destiny. And I have been talking about like Final Fantasy. I talk about Halo. Um, just kind of in this whole um collage of things that intersect with the way that destiny functions and works and wants to be an mmo claims that it's an mmo so i'm like okay well let's look at these other mmos but then you also have to look at say bungie's past yeah because you're like well it's a lot of people like to make the argument well it's not old bungie old bungie's no longer there they're no longer um you know they don't have the that talent and i'm like lars bakken's still on the team uh so you look at their current team, you look at what they did in the past with like Halo 3, Halo Reach, mm -hmm. um, and then you look at the state of Destiny, and you're like, how? And then you go and you like uh, start comparing it to, because they said that Destiny's an MMO, so you start comparing it to other MMOs, yeah. and you're like, this that's an unflattering comparison, and I don't think it's a fair one, but it's one I'm going to make anyways, because it's one Bungie put in put themselves on yeah they, right? they defined like, the term they said we compare, are this <laughs> yeah yeah you compare destiny to like world of warcraft or final fantasy or even like lost ark or whatever and it comes up so short the only thing multiplayer massive multiplayer about it is like you can log into matchmaking okay well if that's the definition that we're using for massive online multiplayer games call of duties an mm call of duty is one of the biggest mmos on the face of the planet well, beyond that, like, I, I mean, heck, if you wanted to talk about even just concurrence as a part of a mode, you got Warzone, yeah. you've got uh, Apex Legends, oh, you got, you've got what's Fortnite. What's that Korean like, shooter? It's like free something. So, it's like, oh, a it's Korean free the, game? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. You throw no. a penny, it's, you're going to hit a million things. There is one. It's like a shooter. It's kind of like um, PUBG. And it's like this Korean MMO. It's actually apparently the biggest game on the Yeah, list. I know what you're talking about. I just don't know the name of it. I remember when Microsoft yeah. announced that at their event. And I was like, I've never heard of this game. What is this game? And then you look it up. It's like, it's massive. But then it's like, I don't, like it just. I don't want to play it. It looks bad. I know. <laughs> it's, it, I always kind of feel bad about that. It's like, I'm sure that it's somebody's favorite game. And they're going to be like, I used to like that Brian guy. But man, then he just said that he didn't like this one game he can't even remember. And. Right. Yeah, I guess I got to just yeah. cancel him or something. Well, I don't like uh, Battle Royales personally, so there you go. That's my excuse. And I just lost an entire fan base. So, yeah. From a technical perspective, I appreciate what they're doing. Right, yeah. And then it comes down to the limitation of 
when I look at it, when it comes down to like, what, what would me and my friends enjoy? I think we would enjoy playing a battle Royale, but we need more customization options right out the gate. Cause we could get 16 or 20 people. And you, if they were able, if we were able to craft our own, like, this is what we're doing tonight. Like, and that's where like halo becoming a, having a battle Royale mode possibly. And that's, you know, kind of been shown off behind closed doors. Like if that does right. come to fruition, like the ability for respawns, like some of these things actually make it a little bit more accessible for you people to jump in. But technically yeah, that's speaking, always been you know. my problem with battle royales is like the one and done nature mm -hmm. of it, because like you go and play like one round of halo or one round of destiny and you can get 25 kills. Okay. That's 25 kills consecutively. You're learning how to play the game. You go into a battle royale. That's 25 matches. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're lucky, you know, yeah, and I'm talking about like a new onboarding experience, not somebody who's been playing for years or whatever. Um, so, but yeah, I look at all of that. I look at the past, present, stuff like that, and I kind of look at where gaming as a whole is going. And you tend to notice that a lot of it follows in the wake of Bungie. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you you have to acknowledge, like everybody does, uh, the fact that Sony bought Destiny, bought Bungie for 3.7 billion dollars or whatever an it was. insane amount like when you think about if you just think of yeah they bought destiny for one like if you just think of it in and then like matter one IP, and right you know, whatever other ip they're, it's obviously what they're working on they've got to have some like there's got to be something that they they own in terms right. of that because 3.6 well, no, billion uh, so is a we lot go, we go in uh actually yeah. look into this it's so they allowed Bungie to keep Destiny as like their own franchise. It's on, it's still multi-platform. It's not yeah. going anywhere for the foreseeable future, at least. Right. Um, but then you actually look at what, why they bought Bungie and it goes into like, I've read a couple of articles that go into the fact that they basically bought Bungie because the technologies in making and maintaining a live service game, mm -hmm. they want their expertise. Yeah. And what Sony wants is Bungie to create, 12 live service games up and running now mm -hmm. these are probably going to be like mlb the show yeah. um doesn't sony have like an exclusive uh basketball game or whatever well at some point like when we start going into sports, sports like the fact that sports games aren't live service games right and the fact that they haven't up to this point is is actually something that i think is hurting them i think also the thing that's hurting sports right now overall is the fact they're still locked behind cable packages most people like even in my like my generation, which I would say I've probably got a good 15 years on you, uh, you know, like we're just like, no, I'm not going to pay for cable, you know, like, yeah, like, what the hell? No, like, why? and so then it's like, oh, did you see the game? No, I didn't. Right. You know, so it's like I haven't watched live sports on television. Well, I know? don't mean like live sports sports. I mean, like the but, sports games. But right. But that's still like when I'm talking about could, it's like yeah. games and the fact that the games have not become the buy once and or oh, or, or free okay. to play and it has seasons and right i i thought that was going to happen like a decade ago because i was yeah, like those honestly, are perfect for it i thought they were talking about like doing that i remember one of the mlbs because i used to work at a game store and so this would have been years ago yeah um but i remember one of the mlb games going like we'll have like constant live updates to and this was like before destiny came out yeah and i was like oh is this like where the live service type stuff's going okay and then it never like really took off as far as i'm aware yeah yeah but i can see them doing that with like gran turismo and you know mlb the show and like a bunch of their sports games so you probably have like six games there and then like what else right 
they had what was that that godfall or whatever they had when they first launched the ps5 that was kind of like a yeah that destiny was, live service game yeah, that was through gearbox um and then kind of a more indie studio and yeah like that's one of the things that it's like live service games are and the argument i make when i just look at live service games in general it's a three-year beta you know like it yeah, does, doesn't easy. matter three-year beta I thought, especially from Destiny One to the to the Taking King, that was actually like the fastest turnaround in terms of quality. <laughs> actually, that, that we've seen, seen, yeah, that we've seen to date. Like the the model to me, and that I want to come back to the what is an MMO because there's a, I mean, right. that could be a show in, in and, and of itself. itself. Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to it, is like when I look at it, it's at Lost Ark is so successful. Like I know people mm -hmm. try to discount it, but that's also the tribalism that exists yeah and oddly enough though final fantasy 14 and destiny 2 like there are like that's where this there's a weird hybrid crossover between mm -hmm. these two communities because not that everybody likes destiny in the in the 14 community and vice versa but there's just an overwhelming number of like oh yeah i'm a destiny 14 player like there's not right. a lot of like it doesn't feel like destiny's competing against 14 there's and vice versa right yeah. but typically within the mindset that it's like oh you're not playing this one game then you know it's like it there's a weird tr like anyway like i don't need to go into detail on it in this in this podcast but um when it comes down to it um you know like i even lost my train of thought so we're talking about mmos <laughs> and bungie and sony buying them uh and, yeah. and and basically paul's gaming live chimes in says they also like they spent 2.6 for the company and a billion dollars in incentives to hold on yeah, to the to talent. Yeah, to keep the talent. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's and, and that makes a lot of sense. It's still a lot of money. Oh, yeah. It's still it's a lot of money. And if you don't believe that the gaming industry follows Bungie, you haven't been paying attention to the last three decades of gaming. Yeah. You know? Uh, like, we have... The reason that, like, most shooters play the way they do is because Halo won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the games as a service model, Bungie had success for some reason <laughs> destiny one is still always like weird to me because it comes out and it comes out in this um time frame where it's like we're getting mad at games being not finished and then like this is the start of it and we're already like getting mad about this mm -hmm. and then destiny one comes out and somehow it succeeds and i think it succeeds just based on bungie's like name alone we're like no man it'll get better it'll get better it they made halo they they obviously had a really bad reboot. It was Activision's fault. Yada 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 yada. There was a boogeyman. Like we were able yeah, to point the finger and actually say like, oh, Activision's the problem. But then you get like Anthem or something. You're like, dude, how did Bioware like crap the bed so bad on this? Uh, or you get like mm -hmm. the Marvel game and you're like, dude, Square Enix has so much money. How did they crap the bed on this? You know, yeah. you don't even go to like the the direct studios that made these games. You go to the publisher and you're like, how 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 did this happen? And so these games fall off, you know, I haven't heard anything about the Marvel game in like forever, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, except <laughs> for the Square Enix sold off the studio. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. That was IDOS. Wasn't yeah, it? Was. They had Deus Ex Crystal Dynamics like as well, you know, oh. and, and there, who knows what's like, if Sony's going to be purchasing Square Enix, it seems like that's what they're, that seems like the direction there's going. The other thing that I'm always curious about is that if they're also signing all these exclusive deals with Sony, because Microsoft's purchasing them be in that way that they have to honor that contract, et cetera. Cause it would happen pre, you know, pre whatever. Right. Who knows? Like it, like, Who knows? I won't. mean, we're talking about money that 
I can't even imagine. Yeah, dude, we're talking about more money than we'll ever see in our lifetime. <laughs> You'll. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Dapper Duck. Well played. Thank you. Go ahead. Um, but so obviously, like with this acquisition within this games as a service, right. uh, within Destiny's evolution, mm-hmm. um, I think we're also seeing like, you know, Sony really understanding or at least hoping to understand and capture the games as a service, which gamers constantly tell me there's a fatigue around. But then they're constantly playing it. I don't know if you see right, in your comments. I get I get this. I played Destiny for 5,000 hours, and this game sucks, I and I hate it, it and I'm done. Destiny, and then it's six the months later, the they're like, oh, what's game. changed? Oh, what's yep. changed? You know, like you, you, yep. you kind of heal from that exhaustion, and then all of a sudden you come back, and the thing that Destiny has, I think that like above, like when you talk about like, Hands down, right. who cares about the business model, the content, the FOMO, what they're pulling out of the out of the game? Like all that's like crap to me. Like all that is something I'm right, just right, like, right, right. all right, I can be mad about this, or I could go find something that makes me happy, and I choose happiness. That's my goal. But oh yeah, after yeah. you factor that in, once the the second you boot up that game, log in, and you start firing those guns, and you oh, start it playing feels it, so good. you're yeah. like, yeah, you're back. You're like. Oh gosh. I love being a Titan. I love playing a uh, top three striker Titan. I had somebody uh, at this comment. It's like, uh, I put out a video and in the video it had like striker gameplay. Okay. And it's during solar 3.0 and all this nonsense. And I'm apparently being a try hard <laughs> and click baiting somehow. Oh yeah. Um, You're not a YouTuber. Striker, and it's like, until you officially are- get accused of that. Oh yeah, you, I mean you always do, right? It's like Arc 3.0 is not yeah, yeah. Why are you playing it? I'm like, because I this is like this is my fun. This is the fun. I found the fun. Yeah, you know, running around shoulder charging things, having two grenades or ground pound or whatever. You rock shotgun. Um, yeah, that's course. my only weakness in Destiny is shotguns. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn it. I love the way they feel. Yeah, they just they they're so satisfying. It's like dopamine. Like everybody complains about shotguns. They're like, I hate the shotgun, man. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but put one on. You put one on and like slot gun shot and slot shotgun slide into somebody. <laughs> You're gonna have fun. Yeah. Like. So. So. What is an MMO? <sighs> what is a man? A miserable pile of secrets, but enough talk. Um. So, yeah. I mean, if you go by the the most technical definition, MMO is just massively online multiplayer, whatever. Yeah. Uh, which so would massively definitely in, uh, encompass like Call of Duty. Yeah. But like when we're talking about this, like what do we mean by massive? Do we mean like access to a player base, like a built-in player base? So that would be your Halos, your Call of Duties, your uh, Destinies. Mm-hmm. Or do we mean like you've created this world, this world has like economies, this world has like so huge social, social aspects, especially in like the terms of World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy. Um, do you talk about like these you know, getting two, three raids and like having 30 people in them. Yeah. What are we codifying as an MMO? That's when I think people talk about MMOs traditionally, that is the image that they get in their mind is like the world of Warcraft, the final fantasies, the stuff like that. When we're talking about like corporations, like fudging the, uh, the numbers on this, it's the same way that like the numbers on role-playing, like the definition of role-playing has been, you know, grossly changed Mm -hmm. right like it used to be role-playing was you went and you played a specific role so playing like uh the witcher Mm -hmm. you are playing the role of Geralt of rivia um as opposed to like skyrim where you're playing the role of jack dragonborn number 487 who's a spell sword because everybody's a spell sword uh unless they're using a bow and 
you know, is that is technically what we consider an RPG now, but that's actually not, you're not playing a role in that game, right? So like the definition is, it's got a lot of RPG aspects, and I know a lot of people are going to think that's a weird take, um, but you go to Skyrim and yes, it, we consider it an RPG now, but like, what role are you playing? You, you, I guess you could say the role of the Dragonborn, but really you're playing the role of whomever you want, as opposed to Geralt, who's a character, and you're playing that role. And I think MMOs are going the same way, mm-hmm. where that line is blurred, where it's like, well, if I say it's an MMO and you kind of have some social aspects and you kind of have some matchmaking and there's kind of an RPG element to it, then maybe it's an MMO. We'll call it an MMO light, like, you know, Bud Light. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to get you there. It's not going to taste good, but it'll always be at every party. <laughs> it's old, reliable. Yeah, I think yeah. the M, the first M has evolved uh, into kind of the idea that it's represent a, uh, representing a games of service online right. updating game where it used to stand for massively, but where if you look at Destiny, right. like what does the massive mean? The the potential pool? I mean, like right. that that that's a cop out in my opinion. Like I'm not saying exactly. people who believe that are wrong. I'm just saying that in my opinion, generally speaking, no. Because I you don't have ease of access to that population. Like right. yes, if you go into a strike or whatever. But if I want to go do a dungeon or I want to go do a raid, I have to either have six people on call. Yeah. Or I have to go look up an LFG. There's no unlike say like Final Fantasy where you could just go into a raid queue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. where when it comes like in Final Fantasy is a great example. Like I was like, how is four massive? How is eight massive? How is twenty four massive? Like I could say I could get to the point where like if you're running, you know, front lines where you're doing seventy two people, okay, now we're talking about right. massive, like a, a just a wide range of people, and so that's where Final Fantasy would I think qualify for that in terms of if we're defining it off the the word massive. But I really right. think it's it has evolved because. Final Fantasy 14 to me is I've I've classified it since 2.0 as an RPG MMO. It's a Final Fantasy yeah, game no, that's first. Ex- yep. First, meaning it's like it's got a story and originally it was weird because I remember reading reviews when 2.0 came out. And that's the thing about MMOs that are really humorous to me is that how people speak of them and forget the bad things. It's kind of very much similar to life. There is a re- weird parallel in our brains is that we will forget the bad things and that's a good thing. That's how we survive, right? right? Like we, if we, if you only we're really can, good at trauma, uh, right? We're good at, at dealing with that. And so the same thing within in Final Fantasy's case is like people were just dogging on it because it was this like you could play oh because like I've often seen seen people who think they like MMOs but they really don't where they're like constantly like uh, like an IGN review like hey yeah how, what do you think well, about the game yeah. it's an MMO what can you say <laughs> like it's like why are we giving these kind of games to people who clearly don't like them. Oh review. yeah, and I, there's a there's a whole thing in that industry. It's where like, it's not necessarily who knows it or who can who understands that type of game or who like specifically reviews that type of game. I do know a lot of outlets try to have like the MMO guy, the shooter guy, mm-hmm. you know, the platformer guy. But sometimes like people got work, right? Like, right, like having an MMO. The bill comes due. Right. Well, have like how do you as a business that's where it's like how do you review an mmo yeah how do you review it then how do you maintain it and especially if the traffic is in there people are going to probably going to go more to direct sources where one is like oh somebody is actually a fan of the of this one game and that's what we're seeing even in the youtube right. algorithm itself but like when oh, it comes yeah. down to it like even uh mystera on uh you know in chat says 14 you're very much playing the only warrior of light the story isn't about multiple warriors of light it's one you right. you are the one and it's that and they it's do your story a really good job of um 
also incorporating like other air player characters, right? Like you'll they'll always tell you to like go, oh hey, yeah, you have the scions, but like also go find your band of friends that you're actually always doing all the raid stuff with. Yeah. And like that'll come up. Or like I just did the thing in um the end of Shadow Walkers or you're good. Uh, Shadowbringers, where Grahatia, you know, summons the other warriors of light and yeah. like it brings in all your friends for matchmaking. And I'm like, the game like acknowledges it and like goes, yeah, it's a thing, but like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. But as the game has evolved, like, I remember people really dogging on it because it's like, hey, I'm yeah. having a really good experience. Oh, wow. They've really rebooted this game. This is incredible. But now I'm forced to do multiplayer. It's like you're in a. MMO, the second M multiplayer. Right. But we've seen that, especially with 14 now making dungeons, you know, like mm -hmm. where you can run with AI. I think yep. that's going to actually help out the game in the long run. Like it's like the ability of ease of access and it's opening yep. up the game to people who are generally hesitant of that MM, you know, piece of it because they're like, oh, you know, like I just want to kind of play and kind of learn and the game's out for a while and I don't want to hold anybody back. Like yeah. that's how my wife is. She's like, I don't, I don't. I don't want to ruin their experience. Like, you know, there's an empathetic part where that could be keeping people out of it. Um, but yeah, when it came to, when it came to 14, I was like, no, this is an RPG MMO. And some people have taken issue with that. And it's like, well, I mean, I came from, you know, Final Fantasy 11, where it's like a player driven economy. Like this is a living world that persists mm -hmm. even when you're offline, you know, like you want to make progress. Like it's about getting a job. It's not always about going and killing monsters, right. you know, and that's not something that generally resonates with a lot of players nowadays. So it's like, I had to kind of say like, well, where, where does this fall? And so for me, MMO oh, yeah, actually represents a wide spectrum of more games. of Final Fantasy 14 without um, like dealing with other people. Like, they're just kind of there in the world. They populate it. But you can go through a large portion of Final Fantasy without actually dealing with um, people. So the single-player aspect is really, I think, inviting to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I, I also think that's kind of uh, one of the things that it has in common with Destiny. It's like, you can just hop on. And it's easy yeah. to play. Like, yes, getting into the end game. Like, I don't do GM Nightfalls, right? Uh, I know a lot of people do. I don't care for them. The one, the loot's not worth it. Two, the <laughs> leveling aspect yeah. is just like, why would I waste my time to level up a character arbitrarily, like fifty points in a um, the artifact or whatever, to get loot that's worse than what I already have? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. So on that note, though, because like when it comes down to then the difficulty of the content, one of the things I actually really respect about Destiny is them continuing to keep matchmaking out of like the raid and the hardest end content because one of the things i see is a lot of people wanting matchmaking hey just find me a group hey just whatever because they're right. not necessarily interested in making that social jump but i have always argued that there's a cost in the content there is if you go ahead and, and group it and that's where it's like even yoshi p in the in the an interview he just had with famitsu talked about how the dungeons are linear they're linear because veteran players will find the fastest path and they'll become linear anyway. Like, why are we designing all this, this complexity? And you have to right. design it for that, that matchmaking where if you take out matchmaking, people can all kind of pre, you know, agree as to like, okay, we know we're going to jump into this kind of content. We know we mm -hmm. need to have this kind of setup. And so like, that's one of the things that I think honestly keeps destiny in terms of its content. Like, you know, with that, there is pinnacle content that's not made for everybody. And that does frustrate players. Do you find that as something that do you think that's holding the game back? Or do you think that's something that's well, I think a lot of the 
a lot of Destiny's problems probably comes from not having enough aspirational content, okay. honestly. Um, now, I do understand, like, the barrier to entry to, like, dungeons and raids is um, annoying to a lot of people because yeah. you do have to go on... You either have to have friends or you have to go on to an LFG. Um, there is no, like, simple... I do remember they tried, like, a... What was it? Guided Games. They yeah. tried that. I don't remember it working too terribly well. Um yeah, I do believe the newest dungeon has it though. So, um, but that's a whole thing in and of itself. If you've ever tried it, it's not fun. Um, Cause basically you've got a host and then you've got to wait for people. It's kind of like an LFG, but it's not. And then Xbox dashboard has its own LFG and whatever. So there's tools out there to make this a little easier, but I think, I don't think Destiny's player population honestly, is skilled enough for more endgame content. And we're kind of seeing that with the way that Trials of Osiris was handled. Mm -hmm. um, you go into, if you look back at Trials of Osiris when it first launched, it launched without any matchmaking parameters. Then they started adding, like playing with it. And this got this huge debate in the community about like, well, should there be skill? Should there not be skill? Should there be protections? Yada, yada, yada. And I do believe, and I know that's a PvP example, but... I think the same thing happens when you go into PvP or PvE endgame content. You just have people who are not good enough. And that is always going to be a problem. I With Destiny, I think Destiny kind of, I hate to say it, averages down towards the lower common denominator, especially if you go and look at like skill dis disparities for like PvP or mm -hmm. um, you like go play a strike. You'll see it. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Like you go play the corrupted strike. People don't know the orb mechanic still well and, and that's this, a strike. isn't that also due probably to the nature of how destiny is mass appealing in that regards you well know? yeah i think it's it's i think people look at destiny and i don't think the average person sees like an mmo or even really an rpg as we would like traditionally talk about it i think they see halo with extra steps mm -hmm. they do and it's it's a fun Halo. Don't get me wrong. What it does, it does. i wish really halo well. had extra steps i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i wish halo had anything at this point <laughs> that's a whole other conversation gosh yeah okay. hey how about six month seasons <laughs> with like two maps that's yeah oh this is gonna go this is gonna last a month <laughs> yeah i didn't even finish the first battle pass and i bought it i was like I, i've got both I battle passes really i've I've gotten them. like so far but like you know again it's like you kind of lose steam and momentum and it would be nice it if there was other fun to hell play. i'd take strikes in halo infinite like it's like i do oh, some yeah, pve no. stuff we're talking yeah. about uh, like Spartan Ops, dude. We need Spartan Ops back. And it's yeah. so, okay, this is a tangent. It's yeah, so fine. annoying That's because what... you go in and you look at the way that the game um, loads up now. So like you go into the season, right? You go into the lone, whatever, Lone Wolves or whatever it is. Yeah. And you, if you go to play your first game, because I had to get some footage, uh, you go to play your first game and it's like, would you like to see this cutscene? And I'm like, there's a cutscene? Yeah, Yeah. And then it's like, this really cool mission people are coming in it's like this huge thing and then yeah you don't go do spartan ops missions you don't right. do anything you go like kill it's like okay back kill to killing each other in player right what yeah but no this no you had you had something there go yeah. do spartan ops again yeah there's so there's good. something there and that comes back down to like what we started this entire like you know like exploration podcast here with is that within the games of service, if they keep investing in it and they keep refining it right. and, you know, fleshing it out, like they have 
the, the a the brand they have right the you know they have like the quality the game is fun to play i i've you know i've, I've continued to say like i have fun playing halo infinite there right. just isn't infinite like it's such a bad name yeah. <laughs> for a game that has that is like it is it's, halo uh, limited like you call it like the limited it's almost edition. like naming your ship titanic 2 yeah right like you just don't you got balls like, if you're doing that you're like oh let's do it and then like but then who jumps on the ship right like people are just right like, eh. and then you're like oh you know i would how did we get here oh yeah good question now uh chad's asking um i was reading the destiny yeah, may remove the power level system does dark side think that that will change the um, game much so the what i heard was uh this is from the destiny 2 leaks page i believe um what i heard or what i read was they'll be removing the power increase and that's the uh light level number above your number mm -hmm. whatever if you look on your screen uh, it's i think it's in destiny one it's the number that's like 400 or whatever um and they'll remove that but you'll still have to gain light levels through your artifact that's so cool. there will still be the leveling of artifact and what they want to do i hear is instead of because artifact leveling is largely through bounties right you go right. you go to the moon i think this is still the fastest way to do it you go to the moon you pick up all Varus's bounties and you go to a lost sector and you just do that for five hours right that's not, and that's that's that a sucks. fast way to Who burn wants out to do that right. dude and that's the fit but that's also like within the, the challenge uh of the game that especially you're spending a lot of time in right especially a game that's got chores Finding and weeklies you know well it's, it is about then that's a per that's personal responsibility 101 in gaming right. in my opinion but when it comes down to it it's like guys what are you like human gamers will optimize the fun out of anything and it's like oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah let me just go and do this and do It'll this and then it's like yeah okay well of course that's not the intention so them removing light levels and like one of the things the problem I've, I've run into is because i like to take frequent breaks from destiny because I, I mean i take frequent breaks from any game right right, uh, right just because i think it's healthy but when it comes down to it when i when i would jump back in it's like if i'm not coming in with the expansion like oh here's the new content oh i'm not powerful enough to go do that and yep. if it was something where it's like okay let's just let it's me such a barrier just let entry. people jump in and play you know uh and then if they find it, if they tie it to the artifact that would be that'd be i think really freaking cool yeah and what it sounds like is not only are they tying it to the artifact but they're going to go ahead and instead of bounty grinding being the best way to do that mm -hmm. they're going in and saying oh hey um doing missions like going and playing your strikes going and doing your weeklies going and playing pvp that's going to be the fastest way to level it up yeah so and th that's you know incentive for playing the game but i mean at the end of the day we run into the kind of the same problem that destiny just has in general it's we're in this loot hamster wheel but we're so powerful we have so much loot we have so much gear um that it's like when you go to the end game and you start looking at the rewards, you're like, why would I waste my time? Mm -hmm. Why would I waste my time grinding out for and boring, you know, horde mode, not horde mode activities to get the best loot currently in the game just so I could go play the same activities that I've been playing for the better part of four years? Like these same exact strikes, you know? Yeah uh and then you go and look at the loot and you're like okay dfa well that's that's worse than i saluna or um ostringer you, you like look at the silicon neroma well that's worse than beloved i mean i know people are gonna like disagree and like because they like the feel of the weapon or something but like you go in and you look at it, it's like 
do I go and play for one adept weapon and like grind out one strike for like an hour and not get it and mm -hmm. then like do that again all weekend? Or do I like go grind out, bang out this one public event, not public event activity while watching a movie and like get the better weapon? <laughs> so I think Destiny has a lot of incentivization problems, but I wonder, and this is just kind of my head space, I wonder if this is going back to that kind of ease of access where if we look at what they're doing with skill-based matchmaking, mm -hmm. right? They're implementing that in PvP, which I think is totally a misstep. I think it should be opt-in skill-based matchmaking, but details. Um, <laughs> they're implementing skill-based matchmaking. They're removing light levels, uh, it sounds like, as a barrier for entry. They're making the game way more casual-friendly. Like All the best loot is in the you know, easy seasonal activities as opposed to like the challenging activities where, you know, streamers and content creators, they're going to thrive off that stuff anyways, because they're going to stream it. They're going to make guides for it. But I wonder if Bungie's maybe throwing too much to the casual side because they're hoping to get, you know, this new influx of players as the light and darkness saga you know, winds down clothes. because right, that's, yeah. that's what every company wants to do. Everyone's like, we see this with new initiatives from like comic book companies or whatever. Uh, you'll have like Marvel now or whatever the newest, latest, greatest thing they're doing is. Um, and they, they, so they, they're always trying to reinvent themselves. They're always trying to get new players in. Um, and I wonder if this ease of access is leading to probably a new, new light experience. At least I would hope because that's honestly Bungie's biggest barrier to entry. It's not yeah. light levels. It's not PVP being hard or unbalanced because you got a new guy coming in and all he's got is blues as opposed to, you know, people who've been there that have all the best weapons. Uh, that's not, I mean, that's a problem, right. but that's not, that's not the problem I think Bungie thinks it is. It's also a it's weird the new light experience. It's the, it, it, yeah, it's a weird thing because especially when you factor in new light, I've had people come in and it's like, oh, I want to start at level one. No, you don't. It's like, that doesn't exist. You don't have that ability. Yeah, you don't. This is the floor. It resets every expansion. Yeah. You know, and so, like, and that's, like, one of the things about it. Like, it's, and that's actually the, the question. It's like, why should I grind? When if I just wait and I'll get the expansion, right. I'll play through the expansion, and I'll then, be right where everybody's at. You know, even, they can even invest now, all their time. And the it's, loot, yeah. Um, you don't have to grind. I, I'm sorry. Uh, train of thought. You're fine. Even now with the loot, you don't have to grind that much because the way that like this last season worked is if you showed up and you did your story mission, mm -hmm. okay? So you have to do the public event like once, once or twice. Um, you do your story mission, you get like all your rewards from that. Then as you like leveled up your pass and because they had the like little um, menu thing with all the options and things that you could do, your tasks, your homework, uh, your weeklies, and you got like this little thing of darkness and you could use that currency into the crown of sorrow and you would buy like little perks. And if you just kept leveling that up like once a week, it'd probably take like five weeks to do it um, and didn't work any harder. In five weeks, you started unlocking. Oh, I showed up and I played for a little bit. Now I get Ostringer. Mm -hmm. Now I just unlock five of those and I can craft it. And now I don't have to play the game. So even if you're like casual, there's like, if, as long as you're logging in and doing your like dailies or like weeklies, even um, you're you're caught up on loot. You have all the best loot. Yeah, that's what kind of fatigues me. That's like like it, as I've you know, at first it was something that was working and mentally, and then eventually I think that dopamine drip ran out for any game. And so whenever right. games like log in today, log in today, I just like no, like it yeah, just homework. wears me out. 
same thing with the battle pass like the, if i was going to fix the battle pass within destiny it, they right. make it like halo like just have it not expired exactly. let me equip it because then you'd get the grinder in me you'd get that mmo rpg player in me it's mm -hmm. like i will sit and have a <laughs> wonderful time just doing whatever i want yeah. and getting experience cutting down stuff. trees you cutting know? down trees dude like that's my new world experience man like people do that just yeah. i just go it's like yeah it's just, absolutely dude 100 percent. like and then i'm like having a great time and that's one of the things i like about new world i was like i feel like i got i got no chores like it's literally like all right mm. what do you, i'm well, just because you're always like working towards something right well and everything like, i I'm... always feel like i'm working multiple bars like if i could fill up multiple bars like especially in destiny <laughs> like hey i'm working on a catalyst i'm working towards this gun and i'm leveling up my artifact right. and i'm doing yeah. this then all of a sudden i'm like man i'm i am really having a good day today you know yeah i would never go and like do a daily for armor like expecting to get like tier th you know three armor or whatever uh tier 10 armor uh i would go and do it expecting to get like maybe one or two levels and that's kind of like once you realize that that's kind of depressing because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not even like one or two levels on your overall like character score it's one or two levels of your chest piece or it's one or two levels yeah. of your boots and you're just like okay but i need like five more of these things for any progress so is destiny an mmo i know bungie classifies that as that but is it an no, MMO? No, I'm, I'm still like because Borderlands would be more of an MMO in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the only thing it doesn't have is matchmaking. I think I haven't played the most recent Borderlands, so I don't know. Man, I haven't either. When they when they announced Borderlands as a non game as a service, I was like, they completely missed it. They come like I was like right. they de they defined the looter shooter, and then they leaned into this this voice this this loud voice online that says. We don't want games as a service. Turns right, out, same thing with that, that, um, like uh, people do. Like they like if Borderlands came out and they were like more content, this and this and this, and we're gonna yep. go this model. I think people will be playing it as opposed to people aren't really like they played it and then they moved on. Yeah, and it's weird because they do have kind of a similar DLC model. Um, yeah. At least their old games did. It's like you get the one game and then you get like five DLCs. I'm like, that's a games as a service. You go go look at Dragon Age Origins uh, when it came back came out in like 2009. Mm -hmm. It had you know like 18 DLCs. Not all of them, of course, were like big you know huge DLCs. A lot of them were like cosmetics and stuff like that. But uh, you had like the five main quest expansions, and then you had like Dragon Age Awakening, and then that went into Dragon Age Two, and then you had Dragon Age Two's stuff that went into Inquisition, and then Inquisition had all its DLCs. And I'm like technically speaking you're buying all these dlcs and up to these games mm -hmm. that's a service you know yeah that's how it evolved though because like at first the dlc the digital was a way right. of trying to have some aftermarket value as opposed to like mm -hmm. you buy the game and then you go and, and sell, you it. sell it and then you know the the companies didn't see a dime of that but they're like oh if we can they'll either not sell it and if they get dlc or at least we'll make after aftermarket dollars, and then ultimately, when the games as a service mm -hmm. came out, it's like, oh wait, like they're they're persisting in this. They're like they're coming back. Uh, you oh know. wait, we could sell the game half finished. Well, yeah, and that's <laughs> I mean, and that's not just a games as a service problem. No, that's yeah. a new thing. Now. Like that's, that's a, a that's a new problem throughout the industry. Real quick, I'm just gonna grab a bottle of water. Yeah, do your thing, dude. If you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. I'll hang out with chat. We're we're hanging out live. <laughs> See here. Mysterious says, I actually like the Dragon Age stuff, though. Uh, the DLCs aren't uh, retired in those games, LOL. 
Okay. You're back. They were quick. Back. Yeah. That's that fast. Run across the room and grab a bottle. <laughs> the um. Okay, so yeah, like that's where I my thought is like in terms of Destiny, it's like I'll call it an MMO because they call it an MMO. I wonder if that's what they're. But I'm going to compare you to other MMOs. Well, I mean, with an MMO, it's like again, like I classify 14 as an RPG MMO. I like when right. it comes down to it, it's like New World in my mind is more MMO than any MMO that's out there on the market right now because it hits a lot of the things to me that I actually define as that and with that are genre defining as opposed like it feels way more multiplayer mm-hmm. than it does. Uh, single player but that's again how i'm choosing to well, engage with him you can kind of um if you take like a lot of luke smith you know back when he was in charge of the franchise um or at least in charge of destiny 2 i think he actually might be in charge of the franchise now um or something like that he either is in charge of the franchise or got shuffled off to do paperwork um if you look at a lot of his World of Warcraft kind of nostalgia. Yeah. You can kind of see attempts to do World of Warcraft in Destiny. Yeah. Like with, it's like very stripped down and bare bones and, you know, it's the, the secrets, the mysteries, basic, the, co- the communal yeah. aspects coming together to solve puzzles. And, Which we actually haven't done one of those in a long time. Well, that it's makes me wonder if like when, when they talk about it, is this, is this a shift in them talking basically signaling to what Mador is? You know, like, is it like all of a sudden when that project's revealed, it's going to be like, oh, you know, like they built well, on this know, and man. then and decided to move into that. I well, I think we definitely um, we haven't necessarily seen an uptick in what I would say seasonal content quality Yeah. Um, outside storytelling. OK, mm-hmm. like the storytelling is fantastic. Um, is it my cup of tea? No, um, I definitely prefer something that's a little more involved with the character, like uh, Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. But uh, instead of being like a passive observer with a gun that goes and kills everything everybody needs dead, <laughs> you know, I mean that because that's what we are. We're a murder hobo. Um, we brought but, you back to life. Yeah, we brought- go make things dead now. Okay, it's no, it's it's the the classic meme. It's like I don't know where I am. I don't know who I am. All I know is I must kill. And that's destiny. Um, and occasionally we get to speak. Um, but I lost my train of thought. I was just like, uh. but uh, no, with this kind of uh, adoption of World of Warcraft stuff, as opposed to like the way it is now, I do think we're seeing the vision of the new heads of destiny. And it's an interesting one. I think uh, Witch Queen definitely was probably the best product they've made in a long time yeah but it wasn't anything revolutionary it wasn't even anything new for destiny it was like the best parts of destiny oh and i didn't have to go do a million patrols right during campaign oh, yeah. like shadow key I, or beyond light the fact that it's especially because you could do like normal or the legendary mode version mm-hmm. it actually keeps you and points you in the right direction where in the past people would be like oh what what do i need to do like i thought i was on this and then they'd get a quest and they'd think that quest was leading them in the story quest. And it turns out it wasn't that they had to go do something else. And this is like, right. no mission, 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 mission. And it was like, yeah, you load up. it felt way better. It felt way more concise. And I was like, I honestly hope they do that Connected, for all the, yeah. the previous stuff for whatever. They're not going to delete out of the game, which in and of itself is its own problem. Well, I think we're going to. So if we, I'm, I'm going to say, it, I think final shape is the final destiny two thing. Yeah. Because that's the end of the Light and Dark Saga, and why would you want a game tied to the mechanic? One, why would you want, like, a, what, almost decade and a half old engine 
um, tied to yeah, uh, because we got to think you know pre-production and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, why would you want a decade and a half old engine tied to your future of Destiny after you finish the Light and Darkness saga? So I assume you're not going to be using any of the stuff from the Light and Darkness saga in this future Destiny. So why wouldn't you use this opportunity to make a Destiny 3? Right. I don't know. Who knows? But I think what we're going to see the Light and Darkness saga end out on is what the game will be is Witch Queen, um, Lightfall, and Final Shape. And it actually, if you go from Taken King and you just know a couple things happened, you can go from Taken King to Witch Queen pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And I think that's on purpose. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Now, Smashville actually writes this in, uh, in chat says, do y'all think Sony is going to have any persuasion in the choices for Destiny 2? I know that they said Bungie will be their own entity, but do y'all think there's going to be any influence? Um, I think people will make up influence where there's not. Uh, <laughs> and I true. say that because yeah. do we? how much influence do we think Activision actually had? Um, if base, I think all their influence was was making sure the trains ran on time. Well, I think contractually, uh, that's why we got Destiny 2 and we didn't see Destiny 1 continue, continue to evolve. Well, that was, though, why they, what they agreed to up front. Oh, yeah. That, like, that was, yeah. before they even started developing the game past, you know, maybe some prototypes and stuff, they had already agreed that it was going to be this, like, looter shooter, Borderlands-esque thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what Destiny 1, honestly, is. It's Borderlands yeah. with raids. Well, and that's like, what Beyond Light is, is destiny three that that's what they were working towards contractually yeah. before all that kind of changed right so it's like eh, you know i appreciate having this like connected world but you can tell that destiny was not like the engine was not designed to be an mmo it wasn't right. designed to keep content like world of, and even world of warcraft jettisons content final fantasy has jettisoned some content uh, but like mm-hmm. nowhere near on the scale that destiny or world of warcraft has um you know, so you you do have like this sunsetting and content in the MMO spaces, but nowhere near as bad as Destiny. And I think what ultimately, like I said, Bungie's gearing up towards is like when Destiny, when the Light and Darkness saga ends, there is this one package of storytelling that you can buy to get caught up to Destiny three, and that's going to be Witch Queen, Final Shape, and uh, Lightfall. Mm-hmm. My hope is that if they if that is the direction and that ends up what's happening, they have a way of respecting the investment we've all kind of right. made already into the game itself because yeah. and as far as like sony controlling any of that mm-hmm. um their contract says that sony can't do anything about destiny now sony owning your ass and sony owning your ass or at the end of the day that's the reality yeah like sony owns you they can tell you to do what they want now maybe there's a breach of contract if they like do that if they impose anything on destiny Maybe there's like some clause that we don't know about because we don't, right? Right. Um, but as it stands right now, Sony's not supposed to be able to uh, interfere with the workings of Destiny. Will they? Who knows? Can they? Who knows? Well, you know, just same thing we've seen with Activision with Blizzard. You know, and yep. basically inserting their their people, Activision minds minded people into Blizzard and thus kind of driving its direction. And yeah, that's the other regard. thing. Like, but I, they, I'm, I'm not so worried about Sony. I'm not so worried about right. like Xbox, like, you know, Microsoft buying these companies. I think the fear in my mind, and this is just my perspective, is that a lot of it is still rooted into the 1990s and the early 2000s console, console war, wars yeah. where it would 
it would it disadvantages Microsoft to say you can only play this on Xbox. No, 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 no. Like all of a sudden, you're going to see in a mul- in a multiplayer perspective. I can understand mm-hmm. and I could I'll 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 secede certain points when it comes to a single player narrative game that it's picked up, played, and put down. But right. when it comes to especially online multiplayer games, to sit here and say, <laughs> you know what, we we don't want your platform playing with all of us. You got to buy into our platform. The answer is going to be no. The answer will continually right, exactly. and majority wise be no because what we've well, seen, used to not be, so, well, it used to not be, have... but it has, but it's changed because what you're gonna, what you find is gamers going like, mm-hmm. dude, Joker's saying that I got to go buy a PlayStation <laughs> just so yeah. we can be friends. Right? And the thing is, is like, dude, like I got, you know, why, why would I spend $500 just to go play this one game when I could go play this one game that's already, that I already own that that Mm -hmm. we were already all playing. That's already a a, a games of service. Like it already, that like that defeats, I think a lot of the purpose. And I think actually multiverses is going to be a really good test of this being that it's everywhere except for Nintendo and people like people sitting here. I was like, dude, that game's better than smash. Even if it doesn't have the (laughs) Nintendo characters, like it already plays great online, and guess mm-hmm. what? It's everywhere I want it to be. Right. And, and and all of a sudden, when you start sitting here, like the the genie's out of the bottle. And a lot of people haven't felt that mm-hmm. genie yet, but the genie's been released. So it's like you're gonna sit here and say like you can only play this game on on this platform. Like, right. Guess what? There's mother, there's other games that are just as good, or that mm-hmm. that could constitute my time. The exception is Destiny because I don't feel like Destiny has a true competitor in the space anthems like total collapse i think it's disappointing (sighs) because i think i think it would be very valuable to us as gamers to have something that can stand toe to toe so that like when bungie's like you know what we're just gonna start doing this bull stuff you know um people could just go like they did with world of warcraft and went to final fantasy 14 exactly i think choice i think choice is going to be is 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 the better is better for gamers the only way you get that though is years of investment years of trial and error Right. millions and millions of dollars and the willingness to continue to invest. Well, I think that's you why know. shooting mechanics and first-person shooters evolved rapidly and was like... It used to be, like, remember back in, like, uh, 2007 to, what, 2015? Yeah. Where it was like, oh, now we can slide. Oh, now we can sprint. Oh, right. now we can, like, gra- or like uh, mantle things. Yeah. And a lot of people take that for granted because that's, like, you know, standard. Mm-hmm. But that used to not be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true because it's like going back and playing some of the old games. It's like, yeah, it had a feel, and it was great for the time. And then it's like, oh, I do, I do enjoy that. Destiny One even, and it's like I miss having the uh, the clamber. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, full stop. Now. Man, chat's actually asking a lot of really great options. I should I should have probably said this at the beginning. If you guys enjoy these podcasts, you can check the links in the description. The we got it on. Uh, oh, you can't. There we go. No, I I had to click a thing. There you go. Click a thing. Chat. If you thought I was ignoring you, I apologize, <laughs> man. I oh, was yeah. on like private chat. There's like two buttons here. It's like chat and private oh, yeah. chat. This still is pretty freaking cool. Um, but it's like uh, if you guys like the the MP3, like uh, note that this is actually also released. Uh, you can search Epic Blue Radio wherever podcasts are found. We're not even done. I just I was like, oh, I should probably tell y'all. Thank y'all for the likes of the video. And if you guys listen uh, to the podcast, uh, like on iTunes, etc., be sure to give us a rating. Uh, it helps uh, the discovery of it. But links in the description if you guys want another uh, audio version of this. We'll be releasing it a couple days after um, after the video goes out. <laughs> but so Joker has a good one in here really quick. Okay. Um, 
Like I think Activision influenced early monetization with loot boxes. I don't believe that. Um, and here's why I don't believe that. So I can, this is one of those things. It went down the memory hole because it probably happened around between 2007 yeah. and 2010. And uh, actually back in 2007, you had Bungie with, oops, sorry. Uh, you had Bungie with Bungie Plus. It was their um, add-on to their, oh God, what was it? File browser service for Forge and custom games mm -hmm. and maps and stuff like that. And then when they had broke away from Microsoft, I remember this was in like a Game Informer uh, article. They were talking about like ODST and Reach and leaving Microsoft. And they're like, what's on the future and stuff like that. And they were like, think about how much money we could have made if Halo's multiplayer was subscription-based. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't like the sound. I remember like even back then being like, I don't like the sound of that. Yeah. Now, did loot boxes come along because Bungie couldn't keep up with uh, the basically what they had agreed to and so they went back to activision and said we're going to put the cash up in that'll offset um our contractual obligations and they renegotiated their deal yes that's exactly what happened however that's still a bungee choice bungee couldn't keep up with their contractually contractual obligation for one reason or another and they made a choice and then they started seeing money from it and i guarantee you it expanded because it was profitable not be if it wasn't profitable yeah. it would have been gone well, also at the time, like you start to like, if you kind of remember the history, this is it, like, look, the fact that Bungie now has the battle pass, right? Like it's like yep. loot boxes. Like oh, they were ahead of nobody had, no had any, nobody had a problem with loot boxes until the Star Wars fiasco. Mm. All of a sudden it's like, and people might not have liked them, but that's really where it's like, okay. Well, there I think is a some, lot of people, yeah. a lot of drifters, grifters, shysters, whatever, um, really did kind of like and i mean i made a video about star wars but i think a lot of people definitely made a bigger deal out of it than maybe it should have been but you pissed off the it, star wars community like yeah you picked if, up if it off was a non-star wars game i don't think it would have hit yep. that level because essentially all of a sudden it's like what oh, the hell this, like this matters the, now right well matt because like it's like you look at fifa nobody gives a crap like it's like they're exactly. making 800 like a billion dollars whatever a year in yeah, that, and you in know that every mindset. company looks at that and goes, we, we want that. We want that. And then it's, oh, this is the same company. They're like, we're making a billion dollars over here in FIFA. Oh, we've got this other franchise. And it's like, it was, a, it was an IP level of you know kickback because the IP that was attached to it. Can we talk about how insane that is for a second? Sure. FIFA makes fucking $8 trillion dollars a month. Yeah, I have, I have like seven questions. We haven't asked a single one of them. <laughs> we might have to <laughs> do a follow-up to this, but go ahead. Um. But no, FIFA, they like have like a five polygon guy in like blue and red or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever his team is. And they just give him stats and they put that in the loot box and they like give him a 1% chance roll. And people spend thousands of dollars. That blows my mind. And then, and then the best part is people love gambling. FIFA 2023 comes out and they do it all over again. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? But and this still ties to the fact that, like, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, I'm so shocked that they have not made this game as just a game as a service. But then yeah. they were like, "Oh, and then you're gonna but, sign up every year, and you're gonna give us at least sixty dollars." Yeah, I guarantee why. they're probably getting a hundred. 
you know, because people uh-huh. are going to buy the bonus collector's, collector's so block. They get the, and it's not even like it's not even like cool things in the collector's editions. It's just like uh, buy our collector's edition and you get like 10 packs at a, like a 2% discount. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. so dumb. So, but like with the evolution, I think that's kind of what we'll kick back. What we got out of that was we got the battle pass. And so mm-hmm. when it comes down to development, like this is me, the software engineer, it's like, you, it takes time to, for these things to kind of fruition and people are and gamer and the devs are all kind of watching to see what gamers respond to. My only issue with the battle pass is it expires because like right. it just yeah. adds an a- extra level of artificial FOMO that as a, mm-hmm. as just a dad, like I love games, but I guarantee you like as, oh. as a rule, I'm going to spend time with my kids every yep. chance I get. Cause F your game. Like it's like, Oh, you want to know the best part? About I'll play Destiny it later. When, when the kids are all grown and don't care and want to spend time with me, I'll, I'll grind it out. Like I'm sure I'll knock out a battle pass or two, but you want to know the best part about the destiny battle pass too. Okay. You can go to bungee.net uh-huh. and there's like a tab atop the crossbar, the top bar, and you can go to your last season's battle pass and reclaim rewards that are still on it. Well, that's nice. Yeah. But, if you, the, if but like, I can't go. If grind you didn't it. pick up your exotics or anything, yeah. Right? But you can't finish it. Why? Right. It's still there. Yeah. It's still like programmed. Still tracked. It's still well, tracked. I've always thought like, how awesome would it be for them? Like, let's say you bought the collector's edition. Be like, hey, guess what? You get the last four battle passes. Like, because somebody's coming in today, yeah. right? Someone's about. We're about to go into the season uh, with a 3.0 arc. We're about mm-hmm. to see that like evolution, which I'm thrilled about. But imagine somebody who's starting now. Like, no, don't get the collector's edition because there's two battle passes you don't get access to. But imagine right. if all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you can get them. They're right there, and then you're selling, you're selling more, right? And so that's where mm-hmm. that's where I think the battle pass will be interesting to see how it then percolates into the MMORPG yeah. as a genre. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Final Fantasy one actually for the uh, PvP mode. Like you go in and you get the crystals, and you can use the crystals to buy like old PvP gear. Yeah, and they up actually, to a point. Up, yeah, up to a point. Yeah, and but then you like get through it, and you get your like level twenty five armor, and that's a really cool set of armor. And then you like get to level thirty, and level thirty is just like you get five thousand crystals or something every time you rank that up, and it's just like. Yeah, and you can save that and whatnot. Um, but it's it's like something to continuously grind for. Yeah. And I really and there's like rewards. Like you could go and it's like, okay, I got all the gear on my dragoon. Now let me go get all the gear for a red mage. Now let me go get all the gear for a black mage or yeah. whatever. Um, so there's always these like different grinds that you have, and it doesn't and the past lasts like for not forever, but like for definitely a significant amount of time. And um if it was gone, if, like if I missed out on it, it's also one of those things like it's cool, but I don't care that much. Mm-hmm. And I do think like a battle pass needs to somewhat fit in that category where it's like there's cool things on there that I want to pay money for. But if I miss out, it's like, eh, you know. Yeah. So on to the questions themselves. We'll yeah, see how yeah. far we go and we might we might the you know, Joker talk has for... better stats. <laughs> I always like when I see you tweet and stuff like that, but Joker. Um, I'm going to ask one question then I want to talk to you guys. I then want to talk to you about kind of the Lona situation within the destiny community. Okay. Uh, you know, just cause it's like, it's been, you know, like well over a year, uh, since they actually removed his, it, the he game was from excommunicatus, not like, it, yeah, excommunicato <laughs> from, from the, from the game itself. 
Um, yeah. But in terms of like MMO content creation, because like that's kind of why I was like, might just have you yeah, back in, in the future. For. That's what we're here for. Like this, these these questions. We I sat down with Happy and we were kind of talking about it, especially in in form of the MMORPG, like Final Fantasy XIV. Right. Uh, you know, even like WoW. You know, it's still like in terms of it feels like there's a cap. But when you go look, at especially the Destiny community, like you got Bife, you got Datto, you got you know HD Killer, right. you got you like there are I would say massive numbers as we, if you would compare them side by there side are pillars of the community right but it's like in terms of the content creation side of it it's like mm -hmm. there's not yet a final fantasy 14 creator that's a million plus creator. and i wonder so i this is actually why this whole thing came up because what was it m tash was talking about like switching games or whatever because yeah. he was complaining about genshin impact and somebody said would you ever try final fantasy 14 and he replied to that going no because it's a game that's already started and that got us talking about like well is there any viability there right or is it just a game where you have to recover it if you're multi-channel um i think bellular uh, he came onto the scene and you know he, he has like a million channels but yeah um, he came onto the scene and did you know pretty well but he already had that multi-mmo channel crossover um my final fantasy videos if it's a dedicated final fantasy video it does all right like it does about as expected mm -hmm. i should say um like if it gets five thousand views which doesn't sound like a lot for a nearly 80k channel but if it gets five thousand views that's actually probably average yeah um that's like who in my audience that is here for destiny wants that exactly you know? mm -hmm. um and then you kind of see like a if I get like 20k views on a Halo video, that's a really good Halo video. Yeah. Um, but uh, so there, that is something that you have to consider. Um, the other thing, you know, with Final Fantasy being an established game, it's like, well, there are guides out there, but there's no like, there's no one carrying the water for Final Fantasy. And I feel like Endswalker was probably the height of its uh, popularity, like the start of Endswalker, mm -hmm. when you had Asmogold come in and then you had all these people. And the game sold so well that they had to actually stop selling it. Yeah. So I think what you're ultimately looking at is this problem of it's established, um, but there's no... When it was established, when Final Fantasy XIV first came out, one, it was bad. Okay, like the... I mean, I know I'm talking 1.0. But two, when we finally got A Realm Reborn... It was, I mean, how many years ago? <laughs> you know, almost yeah, a decade. So the game's been out for 13 years, so it's coming up on, like, you know, I guess coming up, it's actually, I think, 13 in terms of probably its announcement, so it's probably coming up on nine since they yeah, are this YouTube launched. thing, this YouTube thing's relatively new. So right. you have this, I mean, even in the scope of that, yes, you had people like 10 years ago doing YouTube, but not the way that we do it now. Um where you have like dedicated channels to making content. Mm -hmm. So I do think you have this like expe expectation from audiences that, well, there's, why would I watch this like guy with 20 K subs doing, uh, you know, final fantasy content when like I could watch like the bife equivalent and then you go look for the bife equivalent and there's no bife equivalent. And right. I think that's because it's just, everybody has that mentality. It's too late to start. Well, I think especially in terms of the Bife equivalent, we just haven't seen it in terms of the incentive, right? Where right. you can go, and we, we had Bife on the podcast like a couple of years ago, and it, you know, like there's times where it's, you know, this is where you make your money, and then there's times where it's like, yeah, it's kind of bare. And mm -hmm. Destiny being on a kind of a year cycle 
gives lots of opportunities to have that, you know, okay, here's the season in which that I work really hard and it pays off because there's a lot more interest because hype is a hell of a drug. But in 14, we've seen many people kind of try to come into the lore space, but haven't seen that same level of demand to the point where, and this is, you know, like I, I always kind of like the, I enjoy the fact that I do this because I love making videos and I love talking about video games and I'm not reliant on any revenue whatsoever. Cause I go to work. Uh, you right. know, that's how I pay the bills. And this is just like the support that you guys give me here is just mind blowing. It actually helps cover the cost of things like this. Like I think, Oh, yeah, I spend probably about a thousand dollars a year just in terms of software and, yeah. and hosting and things like that. So it's like, the fact that it covers like my expenses and I can buy a, you know, an extra game or something like that. Really, I think I pay almost as much in taxes as I make on YouTube. Right. So it's like, it just, it, it goes the extra, you know, it, it's the extra mile, but I enjoy that freedom that I get. But when it comes down to it, it's like you, the amount of time to pour into a lore video at the quality mm -hmm. that especially that Bype does. Right. So like when we talk right. about the equivalency, but like to pour into a final fantasy 14 lore video, there isn't enough demand that actually justifies the cost of that time. And so that's where you see people come in from a passion perspective. Oh, I really want to like this. I really want to watch this. Aorzine archives. I don't know how the hell they do it, but they're also like, they're, they're working on that. They're a team, um, but they're all also doing jobs and they have, you know, like you right, cannot right, commit right, right. to a full-time because there is also, I don't think there's full-time demand and you have to have that demand in order to cover your cost and time so that you right. can actually then feed the, the, the demand that's, that's hungry for it. So it's kind of, there is a chicken and well, egg it's also situation like, and to go back to the chicken yeah, and yeah, egg yeah. analogy. Um, I think there's also kind of the problem of like, where do you start? Well, if you start with like 1.0 stuff, there's a million videos on that. So, yeah. Um, but if you start with like something relative, the relevant, the Final Fantasy community has a real, real big problem with spoilers. Massive. Okay, and I don't necessarily blame them. Uh, I, I. That's a part of the. It, that's a part of the content. People come in. I'm like, yeah. Hey, hey you know, especially if they like whether they're creating content or not. They're like, oh my gosh, my stream is growing and people are watching me play and they're so. Right. And then it's like, yeah. yeah. And then when you finish the story they're gone and Don't i'm not I, i'm not blaming anybody but it's like they're just they're, oh, thanks that was great and that was the content that was the experience right that that final fantasy 14 does that's so different than any other like you know community on the on the planet and i'm just like but i haven't found a way to effectively communicate that especially some of these because i don't want to be like oh uh, yeah by the way like uh maybe don't finish the story or like you know, just know like you know, oh, as with there's, gold, there's taking a like change. a year to do an expansion is the most another brilliant year. thing. Like he's he's gonna he's gonna slow play this. Rich Campbell yeah. did the same kind of, and people get frustrated. But it's like, no, he's gonna drip feed that. You know, like oh yeah, you know, Why it's not? gonna be 2025. He'll, he'll have the people come in and he'll have the views, and oh yeah, then the videos will go up on YouTube and he'll get views from that. Uh, it's brilliant, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think the the only thing that you might say that like lore creators could pull from is probably the Eorzea books, the collections. Yeah, I think I got one right um, behind me. <laughs> yeah, so you might be able to go through that and make videos off of that, depending on how it's presented in the book. But that, see, that's one of those things, I don't know how Square is on that sort of thing, because you might, you could actually end up in copyright problems for that. If they have like stuff that's in that book that they want you to buy that book to like get a hold of. Right. This is opposed to like Destiny, where it's like, I could just go and get like, any lore tab and read it and that's the video yeah which i think destiny is um in 
uniquely in a lot of ways qualified for that or like uh not qualified but like you can go in and i can get like any lore tab off any gun and i can make a 10 minute video about that mm -hmm. pretty quick fast and in a hurry yeah um why i don't do it i have no idea <laughs> well, especially since you got lore out of the name of your, your channel yeah. <laughs> um but like you go with halo lore okay yeah you gotta read an entire book um uh, like if you're like covering the fall of reach that's a huge thing if you cover ghost of onyx that's a 400 page book um you cover the games any of the game lore it's like pretty upfront. there's nothing too terribly uh hidden and i'm not talking about like how final fantasy 14 like is very open with its story like i still think that you could explore like oh hey here's harshafon's family Oh, here's um, you know the yeah. the royalty. Of I, I would Ishgard I'd handle like it that. by the yeah the, like by character making it character based. Talk about mm -hmm. their history and their interpersonal relationships and who are they connected to, uh, and you know et cetera. Like I've already kind of thought like because I would love to do that, but then right. it came down to a. Well, I mean, I got to go to work today, or and then yeah, and then also like in terms of what people ask me ask me for. Hey, where's this controller guide? Hey, where's that? And it's like I've been working on right. Ninja right now, and I want to make sure it's good. Like I want to put, I always try to put in a lot of time and love into those because I know that people find them and that helps them enjoy this amazing game. Right. But and... when it comes down to it, it's like, what would I like to make? I'd love to do animations and make little silly stories. Mm -hmm. And but it, like, what's the time? And then obviously the stage of life of mine. Uh, so I'm, I don't besmirch anybody for having oh, yeah. more time than I don't do. Don't you have like a, another kid coming? Uh, we're working on it. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. We're working to build out my own personal raid team. So it's like. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, you, exactly. You'll never have to LFG if you have the raid team on hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like the reward is, you know, also like, hey, here's some cookies. I ain't got to pay somebody like $300 to go do it. Yeah, right? How do you get so much gold? Well, here. You, yeah. you know, you want to you want to see a money conversion into Gil? Well, have multiple kids, get them hooked to Final Fantasy, get them grinding for you. You're gonna have yeah, unlimited go. money, but you're not gonna that's... have real money, and that's that's the trade off. <laughs> well, who needs real money? Yeah, um, <laughs> the uh, I guess uh, we probably oh, gosh, okay, we're gonna have to have uh, Joker back <laughs> because we'll actually get into this like as a follow up uh, video because I think there's a lot more to explore like in this space, especially from the content creation yeah. perspective. But I want to talk to you now about uh, the Lono situation. I'd like to get your take on, you know, what went down. What do you think, you know, about that situation? Whatever you feel comfortable right. sharing. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was just like, it was, because I was always kind of following him. I, I, we, him and I actually have a podcast together, uh, the round table that we do on Fridays. And okay. it's like, you know, so we, we get together and it was just like this thing that just happened. And for me, like just to kind of give like my take on it is that, when the uh when they removed his access to the game mm -hmm. that was when like the like that was the biggest red flag not against him actually but like in support of like him as a content creator i was like what right. he wasn't doing he wasn't breaking any terms he was just talking about their game and all of us and that's where i was like that's weird like i why that and not just at the time years later you know like a year right. plus later that i was like this is this is strange, but what what's your what's your read on that okay, that situation? So there's a there's a whole lot to unpack with that situation. Um, I don't know the guy personally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I may have interacted with him in like two tweets. I think I've watched, and this is like no like uh, nothing to any content creator. Mm -hmm. I just don't watch a lot of like content that I follow. 
if that makes sense. Like if I'm playing, um, you know, Destiny or I'm making Destiny content, I don't watch Bife. I don't watch Malin. I don't watch Astrocross um, unless they have like, unless I'm in the game and I need something very specific, yeah. then I may go look at a guide or something. I'm like, well, what's the fastest way to farm out off stringers? I'll go look yeah. at the guide. Well, that's, I'm the um, same, I'm the exact same way. It's like, I'll, I'll try it myself first. And then eventually I'll be like, if I need something, I look it up. Right. And so but it's if like, I'm watching, yeah. Oh, sorry. But if I'm watching YouTube, I'm watching like comic book stuff or yeah. uh, movie break. Like, <laughs> yes. I love I love movie breakdown. Like, and it's it's always with like the shitty robot voice. My apologies for language. Um, it's always with that robot voice. Em. It's like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, this movie breakdown is about a movie. Uh, Are you talking about I the shorts where it just drives? Yeah. That actually drives me nuts. Yeah. As soon as I know, I'm like, somebody just is typing this into the open AI, yep. getting yep. it to read it for them. And they're making their short and it's like 17 million views. I'm like, these sons of, oh man, I've got to yep. work. How do I, I work them. harder? Like I just, oh man. They like work I just, smarter, man. Got to work got smarter, it. man. I got to get AI generating my videos or something. Uh, but yeah, so I preface this with that because, you know, when it comes to a lot of drama or a lot of uh, people, I don't know them. I, you know, I worked with Bife once, um, you know, talked to him back and forth for about a year before that, but um i have no real opinion on the like um people the people themselves if that makes sense yeah um because i just don't know them uh as far as like say no to rage and just cancel culture in general um what happens with that is was kind of insanity uh you had you know these accusations come out against him and i don't know if they're true i don't know if they're false no i don't think you know i think if you know him you do but I don't think anybody on the outside looking in can say, right. Um, you, you look at the information and you make your decision. And honestly, at the end of the day, if you choose to just out of your own professional reasons, uh, or just as a fan or whatever you go, well, I don't like what I heard and I'm making the judgment call to like, just not engage with that. Yeah. That's one thing, right? That's, uh, but then you get this cancel mentality yeah. and I have never seen, um, you know, I'm sure there's probably examples of people getting canceled where cancel culture actually worked. Um, but it often seems more like a witch hunt mentality. Like people are one, a re like harassment's bad unless we say that we can harass you. Like, unless we're giving a free pass. Yeah. Um, you cancel culture like is like a three-year-old in my mind, right? You know, occasionally yeah. they'll catch a pedophile, but more often than not, they're just throwing a tantrum. Right. <laughs> it's like occasionally they're like that person's bad. It's like, yeah, you got you got lucky like once or twice and you actually did mm -hmm. catch a bad guy and then all of a sudden we put them in charge of the in the entire damn but police then, force. Like people who actually did bad things and get canceled don't stay canceled. Because they don't they stay don't canceled care. if they don't apologize. Right. Like when I was talking with Lona, I was like the the thing that he said was like like when I looked into it, all of a sudden it's like I was like, wait, did, what was what what you read what also what I was hearing was like all this mm -hmm. just horrible stuff you drill into it and it's like okay well here's actually what happened right okay maybe that's right. kind of weird like you know like you know you were on drug like somebody gave you some drugs or something like that you're at an event you're not actually pre presenting yourself professionally but then ultimately that what happens is... but like meaning like if like I uh, like I and it was like I'm like I my mom was I was doing stand up I'm doing stand up comedy my mom's like. Mm -hmm cry she breaks down it's just crying her her dad was you know a jerk my grandfather i met him once but she started having flashbacks like oh her dad would go out at night to these clubs 
And she starts thinking like, no, I was like, no, I, I go to comedy. I treat it exactly like I would a business trip. I don't drink. I don't hang out with women. Like I just have these rules about myself. Not that I think I'm, you know, just going to be mean right. to women. It's just that when it comes to me, don't like, put yourself in the situation. Don't also put women in the situation. Like, it's right. like, just like, let's just treat like, meaning like, it's not like I don't talk to women, but it's like, if for some reason I found myself alone ever with a woman you know, at anything, it's I would quickly as, as you know find a way to be in a public space in that regards to protect mm-hmm. her, as well as to protect myself. Right? And it's like this is just I don't know why. I remember the first thing when I stepped into the working world at sixteen, had a summer job, and for whatever reason, we just had to watch two hours of a sexual sexual harassment training <laughs> video that basically boiled down to never, ever, ever talk to somebody of the opposite sex. Like that's essentially right. the takeaway. Don't compliment yeah, them. Don't terrible. do this. And it just like ingrained in me this just fear within business of just like it's weird like not to have like you know i'm not gonna say anything nice about you i'm not gonna be mean to you but it's like it but that's what it built into me so i've always kind of had this weird you know i guess structure so like in his case like the thing is like all of a sudden you start and you boil it down to where it all what was all rooted from and then it was that he said sorry like he did the human thing of saying oh my gosh i didn't mean to like i didn't that i didn't think Oh, okay. You said that I hurt right. your feelings. Oh, I'm so sorry. So he said that in a public way. And then all of a sudden, you, every article, every headline gets to attach. Lono did bad thing, says sorry. And then everybody who reads it passively goes, oh my gosh, that's true. You know, why would you apologize if you didn't, if you did nothing wrong? And so right. the age, and th- yeah. that was kind of my like takeaway when I first saw it. I was like, oh, if he didn't, do, he probably shouldn't have apologized because that, in one, the apology just looked bad, right? Yeah. Like, the whole thing was just like yikes um and so i think that was just the destiny community tends to go after people and be out for blood and i think we any see this just does. all the time yeah because i mean like we talk about like dev harassment man you see some of the stuff like the uh, japanese audience says about the final fantasy 14 devs and it's like they're way more vicious than we are. Like when you hear about like, oh, uh, something was delayed and you hear about like harassment against the Final Fantasy devs. And I'm like looking like one time I went looking for it and I'm like, I don't see any English, any of it on the English side. And yeah. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a ton of it. But usually it's like, oh, it got delayed. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. You go on the Japanese side. It's like, how dare they dishonor to their family? <laughs> you know? um, and I'm like, whoa, this is that's pretty mean um i've often uh, also look at it in terms of like timing that those kind of situations tend to happen when there's a content drought, drought. like when it's like because yep. it's like oh there's nothing else like we had the billboard thing that was just people <laughs> were just i thought that was hilarious and it's like all of a right. sudden it's like boom it's like oh yeah we haven't had an update in a long time you know it's like okay it starts to make sense when people like we're getting like get mad at like whatever like the add-on gate oh yeah we haven't had content in a while like i guess that's just what we do like as in terms of that even in 14 but like i look at it because i like i cover i have a lot of passion in a lot of different you know games and service games i'll go oh yeah when there's not a lot of content coming out like community get get kind of weird get really really you know they're like oh Oh, and it, well, like, it's like yeah. um, look at this the harassment thing, right? You yeah. had the dev uh, who was like, uh, "Teabagging is the equivalent of assault," and everybody was like, "Are you daft?" 
Like everybody, everybody ran this dude through the coals. No problem. Okay. Um, Dev says Twilight Garrison's not coming back, and like everybody starts memeing on him. Suddenly, lockdown communications. Now, don't get me wrong. Bungie obviously has at least one really serious bad apple. Yeah. Uh, that they're taking to court is apparently some either 19 or 17 year old um, who was like sending pizzas and calling and making like really hardcore threats and yeah, yeah. really scary um, stuff like really scary stuff like, like so let's not talk like we're playing this down right because right? this this harassment happens and you do get but like okay a dev's harassed and i, I that sounds like if you say okay a dev's harassed you know that's but I'm not it, saying but it's, isn't it's it good. like the person who's being harassed? Like, like the like, shouldn't they have some ownership of that that level? I mean, I would argue, it, from my perspective, you know, it's like you got to have a like a little bit of a thick skin if you're going to do right. anything publicly. Well, but like, that still doesn't and should, in my mind, shouldn't excuse that if like if y'all are just like dunking on me, and it's like guys, like you know, I'm ha like I'm having a bad day, right? Because we right. everybody is allowed to have bad days. That all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like, you know what? This is a little too much. Thankfully, and what I always advise is like, get it off your phone. Like, I don't carry it with me. It doesn't follow me around. I'm done. So in terms of that, it's like, but yeah, sometimes the comment hurts. And yeah, you know? oh yeah, no. you'll you'll have like a video and you'll go through and there'll be like a thousand comments on it. Yeah, and thank you'll you. like this scroll through it, wonderful. and you're like, "Oh, this is great, this is wonderful." Yeah. And then you'll see that like one that's your doo doo head, and I'm like, mm, "My oh, day, yes. it's just gone." Like Chad says that, like, no, a beanie isn't uh, like me having a bad day. I have, I just like beanies. <laughs> yeah, right. Like especially with like these earphones. Oh yeah. Ugh. Well, it helps keep the ears from like getting fatigued. Right. It's a little extra padding. Um, especially if you got earrings, like I do. Oh yeah. Like stuff catches. I just have freckles. Like, that's my thing. Oh. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, like, with the whole, like, cancel culture of Lono and stuff like that, uh, when we see these devs get, you know, harassed or whatever, it's suddenly this huge thing, okay? But we... You ran a whole campaign of, like, harassment against this content creator. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> ran this... And then, like, even just... Who's speaking up for, like, people like me? Um, harassment's bad. Okay. Uh, where's my defenders? Oh, oh, you don't like what I have to say, so now it's okay. Or, you know, like, um, what's her name? She's Am Asmaroth, Amaroth, whatever. Asmaranth? She's a Twitch streamer. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but okay. like, yeah, they had that stalker I, coming over. and She has that stalker. She gets all that harassment. Um, all because, what, she like sits in a hot tub in her underwear on Twitch. Now we can debate whether that's the place you should be doing that. And there's a conversation to be had there, but like, why are you, why are we harassing this person for being successful? Um, and you don't like a lot of people. Why do like, we elect politicians? It. We elect them right. so we can complain about our lives. Right. Exactly. Uh, my <laughs> life would be better if it wasn't it. this yeah, guy. My life would be better if this... I was making $3 million a month. No, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> man like that there's so many random illusions the happiest i've ever been was when my family we lost everything we had it gets you back to understanding the real value of of what this life's about right like i tell you hands down i remember a day where my dad uh accidentally transferred 23 million dollars so he showed Oops. it to me in, in the bank account he was like so we took a screenshot it was a crazy experience right and i remember a day where we didn't have food to eat and we we're looking at where we were going to live tomorrow, 
you know? Right. And no, I've been there. You know, it's like, I like, I've seen the highs and lows and I just, I see so many people talk about their life will be better when, and there's real bad things that are probably, that could be making your life right now. Pretty sucky. I'm not downplaying that. Like right, I, right, I like right. not knowing where I was going to go to sleep the next day, like uh, yeah, some sucks. anxiety. Right. <laughs> but like, obviously then the next day comes and you just do it. You just, that's I'm just an action oriented kind of guy, probably because of right, those experiences. Right, right. So because of my personal experiences, like sometimes it sucks when you're going through it, but like, don't look at it like as the be all end all, like this sucks. Like how, what can I learn? How can I get better? Right. right? right, right. Like this adversity that, you know, can make us better. Uh, and so that's kind of how I try to approach like every situation. So it's like, I don't know where the hell I was going with it, but it's just like when, yeah, the th- <laughs> three million a month, it's like, I don't think you'd be any happier. Like yeah. if you can't, if you can't figure out how to be happy, like I would recommend a professional, you know, to help you kind of like work right? with those issues because like $3 million a month ain't, ain't going to fix it for you. Like that, that no, you're going to probably, yeah. it's probably going to exacerbate whatever's preventing yeah, you from that. People, people who didn't have money don't know how to deal with money. Oh, absolutely. Well, imagine oh. then getting calls like, uh, Hey, uh, I'm going to kill myself tomorrow. If you don't send me some money, you know, it's like, dad, leave me alone. You know, it's like, come on. I'm like, uh, Well, my best friend already opt out. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I think we have this weird culture um, where it's okay to harass people as long as they've been unpersoned. And that's ultimately what cancel culture is. It's the unpersoning of people. Yeah. Um, does it, it's, and it's a trial in the, you know, the public. And the, the court of public opinion is often swayed by, not by facts and logic, but it's by, by who speaks first. But it's also yeah. like, I, you, like you, if you, I've well, read studies, their... it's who speaks first. Like it's, yep. so when people want to not get canceled, they're like, oh, a story's coming about, about me tomorrow and it's false. Oh, they spoke for, okay, let me talk to you guys about the, you know, et cetera. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's what I heard. Like, because people are busy, <laughs> people are busy. And they're going right. to they're going to take the first bit of information more often than not. Yeah. And we've been kind of on this, I'd say, since like the early 2000s, just as a civilization where we have this 24 hour news cycle now. And really, with the, you know, we're we were not ready for the Internet, like as a <laughs> as a species. Um, well, you go back to just kind of this whole and th- this just goes back to like being human, right? Yeah. Um, if you look into psychology, there's what's called Dunbar's number. And it's basically the total number of people you can care about. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that number is around 150. Okay. And the way that um, the best way I ever heard this explained is like the monkey sphere, right? If you go to the store and you get a pet monkey, you name it George, you give it a little hat, a little bow tie, you go on adventures with George, George is cute, George dies, that's a tragedy. Okay. You have 200 monkeys, five of them die, that's that's a day at work. It's like, you care about the individual, you don't care about the statistic. Yeah. Um, and then... Well, it's like, I think there was an artist that like put a dog like in Paris in a cage, like a thing and watched and let people watch him starve to death and people lost their mind. And his whole statement was, is that this is happening all the time all around you, but you don't care, but because you can see it like that's, mm-hmm. that's, how, and then, and that's like when I talk about momentum within like just culture, cause t- like, let's say like when they, the back to the loot boxes thing, we're talking about how everybody was outraged and it's like, yeah, let's talk about what we can do to create a better kind of monetization system that works for the devs 
and for the players because the majority of players, if they love the game, they want the game to continue. And then, so that requires financial support somehow, right. you know, so how do we have that relationship? And everybody's like, there's so many other problems in gaming. We should focus in on that. It's like, you don't get it. There's no momentum over there. Like if you want to go and try to right. split and say, let's solve all of life's problems all at once, you're never going to get a coalition yeah. that actually has any vocal uh, power. We did a march for the ending of polio as a part of, um, and, um, I forget the name of the group, but uh, my wife's a part of it. Like my dad's a part of it. Like it's a worldwide mm -hmm. group and they've been working to knock out polio and overall been very successful. So they decided they're going to have this big kind of thing to walk through. Like we're all in Fort Worth in Texas. So all the mm -hmm. different places decide instead of getting together downtown where you could have, you know, coverage and it would make the news, et cetera. Let's all just make our own little individual walks for awareness of that polio is still being fought. And we walked through the homeless di district in Fort Worth and we had some homeless people educate us on things we already knew. Uh, polio hasn't been a problem in the United States since, you know, 73, but I don't have a house. And I'm like, there was no, there was no mention. Like, it, like there is a the idea that when, when things all, right. we're all focused on something, we can actually get things done. The unity is a very powerful thing, but what, so like council culture has, it like hijacks that and hijacks that yep. mindset. So people want to be a part of something and it's easy to be a part of whatever a hashtag oh, it's, is it's so much easy it's so easier so much easier and you get that little feel of dopamine so yeah you, it used to be like you had to actually go out and like find a cause and fight for it but now you can just like go to a hashtag and you'd be like slay queen or whatever or i agree or insert trendy opinion here yeah and you get that little shot of dopamine and you've like armchair activist and you're like you're feeling good done my job yeah, you did your job. It yeah. used to be like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still people that like, whether you agree with them or not, hey, they're putting their skin in the game. They're going out to protest. They're, you know, getting hit with uh, you know, rubber bullets, water hoses. You can agree or disagree with them what they're fighting for. But hey, at least they got skin in the game. At least they're not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we have this parasocial relationships again like you the internet parasocial relationships that is totally fucked us yeah. like i you know in in on no uncertain terms because what we have is these like ideals of people that aren't true uh like final fantasy you go to yoshi p mm -hmm. guy seems like the coolest dude in the world all right he he seems like he actually cares about every individual play well, no he doesn't he cares about the game and if you told him like your mother was dying of cancer, he'd probably care about that. Like yeah. in a, in a like roundabout he, way. He right? would. Yeah. I would say he would, but, yeah. um, but it's but hard. Like, how do you care? Like how do you care a million, about a million millions of players? players? Right. Individually. Right. Like how do like you can care about them as a whole, but like, there's no way that you can exactly. have a, uh, that but deep of a relationship. Each individual player. Um, yeah. Each individual player feels like they have a different sort of a relationship. It's kind of actually, no, I got a really great example for this. Okay. Um, if you've ever worked in a game store, Okay. And you're sitting there, you're trying to do your job and, or like any store, really, you're sitting there, you're trying to do your job, but you have the regulars come in and they're not there to buy anything. They're there to chit chat because they think they have this relationship with you and you just have to kind of smile and be polite because that's your job. Yeah. Well, you're at um, work. <laughs> yeah, you're at work. Yeah. But they have this, like, they believe they have this parasocial relationship with you. And that's what the internet and social media has really done as well. So when say, uh, you know, people are going after say no to rage, right? Even if like, they're like, well, I believe this person because X, Y, Z, 
uh, over this person. So I'm just picking the side, you know, yeah. Civil War style, like Captain America Civil War style. Um, well, then you got people who have this, uh, you know, they're like, oh, well, I like, um, you know, X content creator. I'm going to side. I agree with everything X content creator has ever said. So I'm going to side with them without looking into the issue. Yeah. Okay. And so when you get the, like the St. over race situations, you know, you get really what was probably the 10 people should have dealt with balloons into a hundred thousand. Well, you can't find the truth in that anymore. Like truth is meaningless at that point. Well, right. It's all about momentum. because it's, it's all about perception. And then you got like, you know, if it was, I don't, and this is, you know, may sound like a dick. Um, I don't necessarily in under normal circumstances, wouldn't have necessarily been upset with Bungie banning him because it's just like too much of a hot topic to deal with. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're playing their game. They can ban you for any reason at any right. time. You sign that. You sign that. That's the, that's the agreement. Um, like, yep, this is not, you don't own this. This is just, you have access to this. It's kind of like the, um, the guys who did the dragon song and were using the mods. Yeah. It's like people think Twitch streamer privilege. Well, there's also like you get a magnifying glass on you, especially when you have in the past represented a company. Mm -hmm. You know, it, so it is what it is. Um, but it gets a little more messed up when you realize, well, one of the people that was out against him is in a relationship with a head Bungie developer. Yeah. So it's like, if it was just Bungie going, eh, we don't want to deal with this. That's one thing. Right. But also like, we don't want to deal with this like a year and a half power, later, like where it's like that came and was went. Was it a year and a half it was, later? It was, it was at least over okay. a year. I would say like. I thought it happened like almost immediately. No, that's where, cause like I, I actually messaged him when it happened. Cause I apologize. Okay. Cause that when he got kicked out of the game, that's when I was like, I'm going to go take another look at this because like, right. and, and this is something that kind of taught me about myself. And, and I kind of made a decision after, after this mm -hmm. experience in his case, I was like, Oh, it's just easier. And it's called the quiet cancellation. Like I was following him mm -hmm. and I was like, honestly, I looked at, it, I was like, I don't know what to believe. Right. Like, I mean, right. I'm seeing all this stuff and, but it's like a, a lot of information more than you, like they're saying this. And it's like, like, do you have, are you going to individually go and try and verify each individual facts? Like, no, I was like, my thought is like, I'm going to wait to see what happens with like, if there's any legal ramifications, like right. if, if like, I just made you feel uncomfortable because I was mm -hmm. high or, or maybe I was just a jerk. Who knows? Like whatever the situation right, right, is. Right. Okay. Well, let's, I'll, I'll look at that. But like, if there's legal implications, like that's where I think that becomes like a real and question. Like, do you, oh, do they, they hurt of... so, physically hurt somebody. Okay. Then like, that's, that's where I think, okay, now we could probably talk about like, yeah, maybe if you're out like hurting people, people right. should know, you know, like, you know, the, and it gets this weird kind of gray area in which, you know, it's kind of point by point. Anyway, so time goes by, you I, you kind of forget about it and move on. So I basically I quiet, quietly canceled him because I was like I wasn't watching his stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait to see how this all shakes out because I don't right. want to. I'm not gonna mob and be like, oh, dang gum you and it's not who I am. But what it ended up doing was like they they kicked him out of the game over a year over a year later. Like there's no headlines. There's no he's not act, like no. It's just like oh a year over a year later. It's like you know what? We're just gonna take you out of that take you the game away from you because we don't like that you're just making news videos and talking about the game over on YouTube. Okay. Like all of a sudden yeah, I was like, wait a minute. That's like that's weird. Like what? And no reasons, no excuse. They don't, uh, they don't have to legally. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well then I just started going, look into it. And then I, as I broke down the information, it was like, it all would basically boil down to, he got some drugs. 
I was like, ah, okay. Like, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to blame you for that. We've all he had there. a bad reaction and he felt sick and he apparently laid his head on another person's shoulder. And then you go and look at all the other stuff that kind of ballooned on like, oh, and then he said this to me. And oh, then it's like, then I was like, oh, there's a lot of clout chasing that also happens in, in these situations, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people who will just add their stories on. And so it's like, okay, what are the facts? Okay, people, the, 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 the event that he was at looked into it and found nothing. They're like, there's no, there's no, nothing was broken. There was no reports. There was nobody had a problem. Okay. They said he forged some kind of thing. Oh no, there's the evidence that shows that he, he didn't, that he actually was invited. And here's the, you know, I was like, all, all the things point to that. This was just a big, nothing burger that right. a, con, a community didn't have anything going on at the time. And, and it just kind of blew. Got mad. Get, yeah. Well, and then it became, you know, and then with, with when you start to understand algorithms, like I kind of do in this case. You start mm-hmm. to understand, like, oh, this is what people are talking about. This is the trends. So you're right. Truth doesn't make truth. It isn't yeah, about tr- nobody cares truth. about what's true. Yeah. History. History isn't about what's true. It's about what's interesting. Yeah. It's about what's entertaining. So like, um, and then so and, when they, the fact that he can't play, like that was that was you know hurtful. And I was I was wondering if that would ever come out. But then then all of a sudden it's like, oh well, his biggest competitor. When you start to think of this as a business, mm-hmm. you know, and he's a full time content creator and is the wife of a, of the head of like one of the heads of the bun, of, of the team that's building the game. Yeah. And it's like, and so like, and then I started looking into it and then I was like, you know what? I can't in good conscience, especially like for who I propose and believe myself to be and who I want to train my kids on. I cannot rightfully participate in cancel culture at all. Even the quiet cancel culture. Like right. I, I, I owe it to people. Like I owe it to actually to be active and, and do the yeah. research and then essentially, you know, like, as opposed to like, okay, well, I don't, I don't want Bungie to be mad at me and all that. Be it's like, I didn't care about that, but it's just like, it's just easier to sit here and do that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to start looking really at this stuff. What really got me thinking on the, uh, the Lana situation was the upper echelon video. Yeah. And um, go ahead and post a link smash if you want. For I, yeah. I saw him talking about that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've definitely seen that. And that did make me think about the situation, which is why I'm definitely more on the, huh? Well, what happened? Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll never know, right? right. Um, we'll never know. No, like there's like, and that's the yeah, thing. We'll never like, know. Now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can, tr- like, um, he's your buddy and you can trust your buddy. Um, but like for 99.99999% of people that were involved in that situation, they'll never know. Oh, no, no, um, no. So you just got to like look at the information. You got to look at, you know, the upper echelon video. You've got to look at what these people are saying. And you've got to make your own judgment call at the end of the day. Yeah. And, but I do think like people like witch hunts. That's simply what it is. People yeah. like a we've liked um, as as a species witch hunts for a long time when well, we're yeah, actually hunting witches. <laughs> right. Well, not even just that. Um, like Twitter watching somebody get canceled is like watching a gladiatorial match. Um, yeah. back in the day, it's the modern version because you're you're literally watching somebody be unperson, losing their like livelihoods, uh, being able to being like pariahed from civilization. Yeah. Um. Unable, yeah, it's like okay, you you cancel a guy so that he can't work, or a woman who can't, so she can't work. Uh, that's a death sentence. Like that can be literally. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. Um, and then with like the way mental health is and whatnot, you don't know if somebody's going to kill themselves. Is that what you want? Uh, like, yeah, I don't understand the the thought process behind going after and like harassing or canceling people. Like at least with like harassment, actually there might be a grievance there. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, you said there's no, not going to be this exotic that I really like, or you said something really stupid about a game. I like, uh, at least there's like a line of logic 
the canceling to like just like unperson somebody is just violent it's vicious 99.9 percent of the time it's just outright evil yeah i agree because you can't prove that these people did what you you claim they did right and then Uh, that's where i kind of come down to it i was like if you're not willing and it's like and it's like i got to the point where it's like and they're like the cancel culture has gotten a couple bad guys you know so it's like Mm -hmm. like i said it's like the three-year-old who like called out a a pedophile like you got it right once and the rest of the time you know like like this is the boy who cried wolf right you know and so like yeah you got it right like rarely like from everything i've seen and so like that's where all of a sudden it's like okay if you're not if there's no willingness to take this to to, to mm-hmm. have a due process because i cancel culture actually does a disservice to the person doing the canceling as well they get locked into right. this position forever i don't think anybody benefited from that situation i don't think destiny nope. came out looking better at all like and so, so yeah when you look at like how litigious bungie has been as of late mm-hmm. um you're telling me somebody harassed the or assaulted the wife of one of their employees and they did nothing. Yeah. Somebody got like told they're going to get a pizza ordered for them and got like weird phone calls. And now a, like a kid's being sued for millions of dollars. I think that's a different thing in terms of the, the YouTube uh, copyright strike. No, that's no, there's another person who is, oh. who was harassed, who's in court right now being sued as well. Well, uh, maybe that will help solve some of it, though, like in terms of that, like, because like, again, yeah. it's it's such a weird thing that it's like the line needs to be better defined. I think, it, you know, court cases end up kind of helping solve that in a way, like the fact that content creation is such a gray space. Companies mm-hmm. keep it in a gray space because it gives them more of the power and control versus then going and actually saying, oh, yeah, YouTubers do have fair use for the games. They all uh, said, no, we're just going to we're just going to play it by year and we'll use mm-hmm. this as a stick if we need to discipline you like in the yep. case of nintendo but nintendo finally relinquishing because they realized their their stance was actually hurting the business but yeah. it's still not a right like you could still have your game footage claimed because it hasn't been decided in court right and yeah. you know and so well, yeah i had yeah. a ton of halo content uh that i had to take down uh and really affected my channel um that i had put out you know, following the show and then Paramount comes in and just claims a ton of it. And I'm just like, well, right. delete, 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 delete. Yep. All of that. Yeah. Now I, this was great. Like I got so many questions for you for the for nah, a future follow up, but guys, thanks so much for tuning in live on uh, the show should actually redirect. I'm going to do a live stream this evening. Uh, if y'all want to come hang out for that, but uh, Joker, can you tell people where they can find you and what you got going on? And, risk the, the waters and follow me on Twitter at DSR underscore Joker. Um, you can find me at dark side royalty on YouTube and yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Thanks so much for, for joining me. This, I love conversations that like this, that are just so just organic, they're organic and it's like, all right, cool. I'm glad I wrote an outline next time. We'll we'll have to, (laughs) next time we'll have to use that. So guys, uh, this has been epically radio episode 45. I've been your host, Brian. I thank y'all for tuning in live. And if you're listening to this on the, uh, audio, Thank you as well. Um, we're trying to grow out those uh, those numbers too. So I hope you all have a wonderful day. Hopefully we'll see you in the next one. But until then, take care. <laughs>